Chapter 1 My husband had a talent for putting the dick in unpredictable, so I wasn't entirely surprised to catch him at an office party with his hand up the skirt of a giggly, jiggly redhead. Or that he had mistletoe dangling from his belt buckle, even though it wasn't Christmas. Suddenly, eight years of wondering if I was paranoid or intuitive were finally answered. Richard was cheating on me, and I couldn't ignore it any longer. I probably should have left him sooner, but I was dumb in love. Plus, my mother thought divorce was tacky, even though she'd been through one herself. Maybe she worried I couldn't do any better. Turns out, I couldn't have done much worse. Exactly one year, six days, and fourteen hours later, Richard and I signed on the dotted line, and our marriage dissolved like margarita salt on the tongue— leaving behind the bitter aftertaste of something that started out sweet but ended sour. The details of our sordid divorce prompted a feeding frenzy for the local Glenville press. Richard was the city's favorite son, after all, and everyone wanted the juiciest morsel for their evening headline. His job as anchorman of Channel 7 News earned him a quasi-celebrity status and a sycophantic following. I, on the other hand, was painted in a single stroke as a gold-digging real housewife just after his cash. No one but he seemed to remember the incident with the redhead, and somehow I became the pariah, a one-dimensional villain trapped inside the reality show of my own life. So when my Aunt Dodie called to invite the kids and me to spend the summer with her in tiny Bell Harbor, Michigan, it was an offer too good to refuse. You need a good psychic cleansing, Sadie, Dodie told me over the phone. It's time to purge all of Richard's nasty karma right out of your system. I had zero faith in her tarot-reading, angel-guided, crystal-waving nonsense, but I was desperate for a vacation and a chance to hide. Her pink clabbered house perched high on a hill overlooking Lake Michigan was the perfect spot to rest, reboot, and figure out what the hell to do with the next 50 years of my life. Sure, I'd probably be dead long before that, but I hate leaving things to chance. I guided my SUV along the narrow, elm-lined avenues of Bell Harbor. Lowering the window, I breathed in deeply. The scent of hot sand tinged with tanning oil and lilacs reminded me of carefree summers, back before I cared about damaging UV rays and toxins in the lake. The buzz of cicadas nearly drowned out the sound of waves splashing on the nearby shore. What a drastic change from the shimmering heat and road warrior mentality of Glenville's asphalt raceway. Bell Harbor seemed frozen in a moment that never existed anyplace else, untouched by the tawdriness of life outside its borders. Like enchanted Brigadoon, except around here people didn't randomly burst into song and dance. Or maybe they did, and I just never noticed. I drove on past pale houses with spindly white porches draped with American flags. A scruffy yellow dog sporting a red bandana trotted down the sidewalk, his tail swinging high as if he had someplace important to be. Then, around the last curve in the road, Dodie's yard burst into view. Like at a discount garden store, flowers were everywhere, some real, some silk, some faded and plastic. Overgrown azalea bushes crowded around bird baths, iron benches, and assorted stone statues of angels and gnomes. 
My heart thumped unexpectedly against my ribcage like a firefly trying to escape a glass jar. Wow, look at all the junk, gasped my daughter Paige. At six years old, she was a master at stating the obvious. There's dwarfs, added four-year-old Jordan. One, two, three, four... Those are gnomes, dum-dum, and anyway, you're not supposed to call them dwarfs because it's rude. So is calling me dum-dum, stupid head. That's enough, you two. We don't call anyone dum-dum or stupid head, I said. My children had spent the better part of our two-hour drive from Glenville in heated debate over such inane topics as whether or not a pixie is bigger than the tooth fairy. If all giraffes have the same number of spots and where one might find, and I quote, the poop hole on a mermaid. Jordan, being his father's son, could not resist taking sides in an argument.